The WLEW Sports Network presents The Strong Side with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, and Paul P. Adams. The Strong Side is presented by Active Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine, Randy's Hunting Center, 269 Guns, Thumb Bank and Trust, Thompson Chevrolet, Go Thompson, and Sure Health, Better Health, Better Life. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. In just a blink of an eye, the regular season is complete. All eyes are focused on the playoffs, and the best part? Everyone gets a seat at the table. Good evening and welcome to the WLW Sports Network's postseason special of The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021. Welcome to the all-new Strong Side, where you can listen in more ways than ever before, and now even watch The Strong Side on YouTube. I'm Clark Ramsey, your host, and joining me tonight via Zoom is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Yes, indeed. In studio with us also is sports early here in County View, Paul P. Adams. Oh, it's good to be here in the West Side, uh, Ramsey Manor. It's a beautiful new studio here. I can't wait to uh, to go on this new adventure of the Strong Side. The final regular season is away, and now we find our area teams contending with some wet and windy weather on Friday, but that didn't seem to slow down the likes of Cass City, Ubley, USA, or Cairo. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, th- those teams were rolling. They they all look to be in fine form for the playoffs, and it's it's hard to believe the this six week uh, shortened season is over, and we are ready for the playoffs. It's all coming up on the strong side. Side or right side, you're listening to The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021 and now also streaming on YouTube. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, and Paul P. Adams in studio one way or another via Zoom. Paul P. Adams in person. You can watch all of it on YouTube. Just go to WLW Sports, search that on YouTube, and you'll find us, hopefully, our smiling faces, all faces for radio. Let's take a look at the area scoreboards. The regular season is over. Let's go through that final week. It will start out in eight player football, Morris. At Deckerville, in Deckerville, uh, Morris entered the game averaging 58 points on offense. That's exactly what they scored, 58. Deckerville with 30, and Deckerville lost their last two of their three games. Yeah, you don't see that. Uh, they lost two of three games to two quality opponents, Mayville and Morris. Morris looks like every bit of the, the state championship uh, uh, team that they were last year. Uh, they're going to be a really tough out in uh, Division One and eight player. There's no question about it, though. This is more about Morris and how good they really are. Uh, Deckerville is always a solid team. They're obviously not the elite level they have been the past handful of years, but this is about Morris being dominant in this area and probably in all of eight-player football. Moving on in other scores, we have Whitmore-Prescott taking out Kingston. Kingston was supposed to play Burton Atherton, but they canceled. Uh, Burton Whitmore-Prescott uh, canceled on them, so Kingston went out got another game. 
Uh, Burton Atherton, I should say, and they lost in overtime, 28-22. Genesee takes out New Haven Merritt, 40-13. In NCTL crossover action, Mayville at North Huron, 48-28. Mayville wins by 20. Mayville, their first undefeated regular season in school history. And North Huron, home field advantage for at least the first two games. First three games. They they have they are the top seed in their regional. They would host... Uh, all the games in that regional, that's a, that's a big deal for, for North Huron. And in this game particular, North Huron led in the third quarter, uh, was really pushed by Austin Middleton and that really good Wildcat team, made some mistakes. But I think that was a great game for North Huron to experience. They had rolled through their opponents up until this point, and they, they got exposed to the few things that they need to shore up if they want to make a long playoff run. So really, no harm, no foul in that loss. They did be a better team because of playing Mayville. Battle-tested. They are battle-tested now and ready for the playoffs. Uh, Tom Izzo of Michigan State is one of the best. He goes out and loses early right away, but teaches those guys what it takes to make it in the playoffs. Who's the best is, if you want to beat them, this is what they look like, and this is what we need to do better. Flint International takes out CPS in Carsonville, 40 nothing. Caseville loses to Akron Fairgrove. Akron Fairgrove, 50-6 to in Caseville. Uh, unfortunately, out of the playoffs, they're the first team out in eight-player Division Two. Akron Fairgrove is the last team in. Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, the Catholics of Mount Pleasant, take out the Catholics of Bay City, 14-6, and Ashley takes out Peck, 30-22. Any thoughts there, gentlemen? Oh, you, you feel for Caseville. Um, they had a chance to make the playoffs for the first time ever. It was a very easy scenario. Win and you're in. Unfortunately, they didn't, but a tip of the hat to Akron Fairgrove. Uh, even in 2020, in in you know a watered down playoff field, uh, to make the playoffs is still a big deal. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen for Caseville. I really do like their their coach Sam Rogers. Uh, he he's enthusiastic, and it's a very young team. So hopefully, Caseville continues to learn and, and make progress here. But uh, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, hats off to Akron Fairgrove because they do get to go to the playoffs, so they get to reap the benefit of this crazy 2020 season. But other than that, the rest of those teams, um, they're going to make the playoffs, but they're really not a team that I feel will make a very deep run in the playoffs. Moving on into eight player, into I should say uh, the 11 player football. How about that? Caro as at Burton Bendel. And the Caro Tigers get their third victory of the season, 28-6 over Bendel. Lakers played on Thursday night at Tawas on the other side of the bay there due to a lack of referees they couldn't get on Friday, so they played on Thursday with JV. Lakers wins 44-3. Tawas scores a field goal in the first quarter, nothing after that. Case Cassidy takes care of Marlette in Marlette, 50-0. Sandusky hosts Reese. In a game that saw seven lead changes in the first 37 minutes of the game, no team scored two touchdowns in a row until Sandusky pulled away in the fourth quarter. Sandusky finishes the regular season at 6-0, 36-28 over Reese. Brown City 36, Vassar 14, and the Ugly Bearcats 34, Bad X 0. The game that stands out to me is Reese and Sandusky. That was, uh, uh, I was keeping track of that on Twitter, and it was, you know, like you said, going back and forth. And that's a big red flag to me for uh, Sandusky uh, all year. The, the we, you don't question their offense, but they have given up points to everybody, points and yards to everybody. They were lit up through the air by Harbor Beach. And on the flip side of that, Reese is a team that I wouldn't want to play right now. They're two and four, but don't be fooled by that record. They beat Lakers. Uh, they they gave Sandusky all they could handle. Uh, I don't have the the playoff pairs in front of me, but I wouldn't want to face Reese right now because that that's a dangerous team with nothing to lose and could knock off anybody that they're facing. Probably the most improved team from week one till now 
uh, would be the Reese Rockets. But the game that stood out to me uh, was was over there in Ubley. I mean, the Bad Axe Hatchets are now a, a share of the Western Conference champions based on the way this season went. And the Ubley Bearcats invite them into town and absolutely pour the coals to them, 34 to nothing. Uh, just this is a very young Bearcat team, another team that I don't think I'd want to run into in the playoffs either. That ground game has always been good, but that defense is starting to come around. And the game of the week on the WLW Sports Network was USA on the road in week number nine at Harbor Beach, a crossover game that's taken place every year since 1973, and the USA Patriots made a count. They started out a, a, with a nine-minute and five-second drive marching down the entire length of the field, Capped off with the Braylon Ballard nine-yard run. The two-point conversion from Gettle was good, and it's 8 nothing USA. And then Harbor Beach gets the ball back. They march down the field. They get down to the USA one-yard line, and they cannot punch it in. USA holds strong on the goal line in turnover on downs. USA then responds three plays later with a 92-yard run from Braylon Ballard. The two-point conversion failed, but by that time it was 14 nothing USA in the second quarter. 126 before the half is over. Walker Foley from three yards out for USA punches in the third score of the night. Braylon Ballard with a two-point conversion makes it 22-0 at halftime. And Harbor Beach cannot do anything coming out of halftime. They three and out immediately and give the ball back to USA. 434 left in the third. Connor Gettle with a 15-yard quarterback draw. Into the end zone, two-point conversion. The pass failed, 28-0 USA. And then seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. They put on a running clock on Harbor Beach in Harbor Beach. With another Connor Kettle 10-yard run, two-point conversion from Noah Crum is good, and it's USA 36, Harbor Beach nothing. USA finishes the regular season at 4-2 and two on a two-game winning streak. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, what a, what a game this was. We all kind of felt that USA was playing their best ball coming into this game, and Harbor Beach was kind of sputtering. Uh, but this was an absolutely outstanding performance. Just when you thought Harbor Beach might have a chance uh, their drive gets right down to the goal line. They have four tries inside the five. And on fourth and one, they get tackled short. Three plays later, Braylon Ballard busts out a 92-yard touchdown run. And that's kind of where the game just got out of hand. But Harbor Beach has had no answer for the running game. And USA, with all that wind and rain, they exposed them of that. Braylon Ballard, 214 yards on the ground. They, he outrushed the entire Harbor Beach offense by himself. Dominating performance, but it comes down to Connor Gettle sliding into that quarterback role. He has settled in nicely and has added a new dynamic to that team. Some of the things you haven't even seen yet. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Uh, I was there for the first half, and you got to feel like if Harbor Beach punches that, that first drive in, it scores there. This game, USA is probably still going to win the game, but it looks different. It, Harbor Beach was just demoralized after not scoring. And if they weren't demoralized after not scoring, they were demoralized three plays later when Bren, when Braylon Ballard took that that 92 yards to the house. And uh, Harbor Beach just had nothing left after that. It was a terrific drive. I think that really gets lost in all the the hoopla that we're giving USA. And, and USA deserves all the credit that, 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 that they're getting. But... That was a terrific opening drive for Harbor Beach. Uh, took that, took it right down. Looked like it, we could have a back and forth affair, but uh, stalling out there at the goal line, that that was it, and really mustered nothing the rest of the way. But uh, now going on to USA, uh, you already mentioned it, Dave. Since Connor Gettle has switched to quarterback, uh, Ethan Englehart got hurt against Lakers. That was such an unfortunate injury, and you could tell that 
you know, the the USA offense was really out of sorts against Lakers. But once they got to practice and knew Gettle was going to be the quarterback, we we got to see kind of some of the potential, and they showed that against Cass City and even in that loss against Cass City, how explosive and diverse that this offense can truly be. And I think USA is the team that's improving by leaps and bounds every single week and, and is really has, to me, the most momentum of any team uh, maybe not named Cass City, going into the playoffs. The USA just feels like it is playing its best ball on both sides of the ball right now, and I wouldn't want to face USA uh, at all in the playoffs. Yeah, you look at it, Connor Gettle hasn't even started to throw the ball yet. He is a, an all-around athlete. He's a great defender. He's an excellent runner of the football, as we've seen for the three years prior to this. Um, but him touching the football every single play is turning out to be a very big advantage for that USA offense. When it all was said and done, USA ended up with 44 carries for 362 yards on the evening and five touchdowns, passing the ball not a single time with the exception of a two-point conversion uh, attempt. Harbor Beach with 27 carries for 130 yards, just two completions and nine tries from Dylan Kadar for 15 total yards. Braylon Ballard leading the way with 18 carries for USA, 214 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged 12 yards per carry and carried the ball 41% of the time for USA. Walker Foley, 14 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown, 6 yards per carry. Connor Gettle, 5 carries, 32 yards and 2 scores. And Noah Crum, 7 carries for 31 yards. Keegan Bixman with 5 tackles and 1 tackle for a loss. Jeremiah Hahn, 4 tackles and 1 tackle for a loss. Harbor Beach, not a single tackle for a loss or a sack. Harbor Beach now at the 500 mark entry in the postseason at 3-3 three and three with a one-game losing streak. USA has won the past two, and both will be in the same district in Division 8 of the playoffs, but we'll have more on that once later in the show here on the Strong Side as it's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the, U- the Bad Axe Hatchets in the Ugly Bearcats right here on Sports Radio 1021. Left side or right side, you're listening to The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021, live and worldwide at WLWSports.com, and now streaming live on YouTube. Welcome to all of our YouTube listeners and viewers out there. Just go to YouTube and search for WLW Sports, and we certainly should pop up there. And hit subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss a single moment of The Strong Side. Let's take a look at the second game we're talking about today, the Ugly Bearcats hosting the Bad Axe Hatchets. Bad Axe, of course, coming off of a big win clinching a share of the Greritham West title with a win at Lakers, and now they continue their road trip to Ubley. Unfortunately, uh, things did not go as planned. For these uh, Ubley Bearcats, though, things did go, and it was the Carson Hlesky show for the first three quarters of the game. Three minutes into the ball game, Carson Hlesky breaks out for a 49-yard run. The two-point conversion is good, and Ubley's leading 8-0. Six minutes later, Ubley with the Carson Hlesky eight-yard run with his second score of the night, 14-0 Ubley. On to the second quarter, two minutes before the half is over, Carson Lesky says, I'm going to score another one. Four yards this time for his third score of the night. Two-point conversion fails, and it's ugly 20-0 at halftime. 
Moving on to the third quarter, four minutes left. Carson Lesky with his fourth and final score of the evening, the two-yard run. Two-point conversion fails as 26-0 Ubley. And then 5.52 left in the fourth quarter, Logan Mueller with a 32-yard run for the Ubley Bearcats. Mueller also with a two-point conversion makes it Ubley 34-0. And the Bearcats go on for the shutout victory in week number nine. And a big win for the Bearcats and holding Bad Axe to just three yards rushing on the entire evening. Yeah, I know that uh, this is a surprising score. I, I think it is somewhat of a surprising score, but you got to go back a week. And this tells the story. Harvard beat, or uh, excuse me, Ubley beat uh, Brown City pretty handedly, 48 to 12. But they were really unhappy with their defense in that game. Gave up over 200 yards rushing. And Coach Jim Becker is back uh, running that Ubley defense and and really challenged that defense to to get better. And uh, they did. This is a a very good Bad Axe team that they absolutely shut down. So I say this: a lot of credit goes to to Ubley, their coaching staff, the players for buying in and not being happy with just a win over Brown City. They wanted to come out, prove a point that they were a good team, a really good team that could possibly make a, a playoff run. And I think they did that. This is, uh, to me, hands down, this is Ubley's best performance of the year on both sides of the ball. What a great time to have it, too. I mean, we're talking right the week before the playoffs, and you make this statement of a win. Uh, Bad X was just coming off one of their biggest wins maybe of the decade uh, last week. So I, maybe they celebrated too hard. I'm not sure. But this was a very disappointing effort uh, from Bad X. Uh, Carson Haleski's touchdown run, the first one, was longer than all of the offense that Bad X could accumulate in four full quarters. So the ugly defense is getting better. They're not elite, though, by any means. So the Bad X offense was completely disrupted, and I think that – set a toll for the defense too. bad field position giving short fields to the ugly bearcats and they will take advantage of that and it's no surprise that jim becker has a say in what's going on in this defense because the guy is a magician you can give him anything and he can just make it better and there's no doubt in my mind that he is going to help them make a playoff run starting next week i want i want to put those 34 points into perspective that ugly scored against bad x and bad x's previous four games they had allowed 14 points uh, and and that includes seven points against Lakers. So that Bad X defense had become the strength of the team, and ugly dismantled that defense. That you know. So on the offensive side, as as much as uh, ugly was challenged to to have a good defensive performance on the offensive side, you really got to put that in perspective too. Two guys over 160 yards rushing, amazing performance offensively against. A still a very good and improved Bad Axe defense. This was a very, very good showing and should be a wake-up call for anybody in that Division 8 district. Do not take the Bearcats lightly. Ubley ends up as, with... As for, as for Bad Axe, this, this is definitely an eye-opener for them, but uh, I just got to mention a first-team all-conference defender, Nolan Van Erp, a guy that I've been waiting to see, showed up with, that, with 11 tackles on Friday night, big time. And if there's one thing Ubley has to get better at, they got to start getting those two-point conversions. Those will be huge when these games get closer. Obley ends up with 370 rushing yards on the night. Carson Lesky with 18 carries, 161 yards, and four touchdowns. Logan Mueller with 16 carries, 164 yards, and a score. Evan Peruski, the quarterback, freshman, nine carries, 27 yards, and Kyle Nobersky, five carries for 21 yards, and Bad X with a total of 36 yards on offense. Bad Axe finishes the regular season at 4-2, Ubley as well at 4-2, but holding a three-game winning streak entering the postseason. Like Dave said, Nolan Van Erpeling, the Ubley defense with 11 tackles, Carson Husky close behind 
with eight tackles, including one interception. We'll have plenty as both of the uh, Ubley in Division 8, Bad Axe in Division 7 in the MHSA playoffs, and we'll have all those details coming up in our last segment this evening. It's time for another short break on the strong side. When we return, we'll take a look at our next game. That's Cassidy and Marlette right here on Sports Radio 1021, home of the strong side. We are flying. Look for the 40-foot-tall log cabin showroom with over 40 wildlife mounts from around the world. Randy's can install your scope and sight in your gun at their range. Just set the dial and be ready for the shot of your lifetime with the help of Randy's Hunting Center. Over 4,500 new rifles, shotguns, and handguns in stock, including the Ruger American Rifle in 450 Bushmaster and 350 Legend. Over 190 variations of the 450 Bushmaster, including the Ruger 450 AR, an exclusive go wild with 16-inch heavy barrel and factory muzzle brake with bronze Syrico finish and camouflage stock. We also have the new Barnes and Subsonic ammo for the 450 on hand along with plenty of pistols and AR rifles in stock. Hi, I'm Randy Brown. Get your best deal at Randy's Hunting Center at the east end of Bad Axe. Call 269-GUNS, 989-269-GUNS. This is Mike LePage from Thumb Bank and Trust. At Thumb Bank, we are a proud supporter of our local communities and school athletics. No team is complete without a good coach. Let Thumb Bank and Trust be your guide for the personal service, professional excellence, and 125 years of financial experience that any team needs to succeed. Stop by any of our offices and let us show you the winning difference that is Thumb Bank. Thumb Bank and Trust with offices in Pigeon, Cass City, Caseville, Bad Axe, and Bay City. Community Strong for 125 years is an equal opportunity lender and member FDIC. When it comes time to buy a new vehicle, the choice is simple. Thompson Chevrolet. Located on M19 just north of Ubley, it's a short drive to find the best quality cars, trucks, and SUVs on the market. Come in and check out the award-winning Chevy Blazer, Chevy Equinox, or the strongest, most advanced Chevy Silverado in its history. With free pickup and delivery on service appointments, with GM-certified mechanics, keep your vehicle in top-performing shape year-round with Thompson Chevrolet. If your next new vehicle is not on the lot, they can get it for you, no problem at all. The latest models are here, so come in, check them out, and find out why so many go Thompson. GoThompsonChevrolet.com. Find new roads. Side or right side, you're listening to The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021 and now also streaming live on YouTube. Thank you to all of our viewers and listeners tonight. Just go to YouTube and search for WLW Sports. The Strong Side will pop right up. And hit that subscribe button. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Paul P. Adams with our debut of The Strong Side a week late, but heck, let's, it's 2020. Why not? <laughs> Moving on to the Greater Thumb West, we have a crossover game between the co champions of the West, Cass City, at Marlette who made a run in the first three weeks at 3-0, but Marlette finishes the season at 0-3, finner a 500 rally. All right, let's take a look. It's uh, the Cameron Gottschalk show here for the Cassidy Redhawks. He had the first four scores, eight minutes, two minutes, ten minutes, and six minutes in the first half, was all Cameron Gottschalk, a 22, 21, 29, and 12-yard run. 
Uh, he also had a two-point conversion there, and then Bryce Fernald also had a pass to Noah Zaleski, making it 28 nothing halfway through the second quarter. 5.09 remains in the second quarter, and Alex Perry with a 35-yard run makes it 36 nothing after Alex Perry also with a two-point conversion, and it's 36 nothing at halftime. Coming out of the halftime locker rooms halfway through the third, Bryce Fernald keeps it for himself for a seven-yard run. Two-point conversion from Cameron Gottschalk, and it makes it 44-0 Cass City. And then with a minute 16 left in regulation, obviously a running clock by this point, Cass City's defense, Tyler Kumper, comes up with an interception, returns it for 17 yards in the score, and it makes it 50-0 Cass City over the Marlette Red Raiders, and Cass City rolling into the postseason with a huge, huge win over Marlette. Dave Hansen, what are your thoughts here? Wow, what a performance by Cameron Gottschalk. But I, I want to point out that no ball carrier for the Cass City Redhawks had more than nine carries on the game. Uh, Cameron had nine. Alex Perry had eight. Uh, Denny Nagley had eight. Bryce Fernald only had four. Zaleski only had three. So the fact that Gottschalk was able to score all the touchdowns, they all came from 20 yards, it seems like. So they, they weren't intentionally using Cameron to score all the touchdowns. It just happened that he broke free when he got the ball because Alex Perry had eight carries for 82 yards in a score. He was averaging 10 yards a carry. So just a, an off, just a domination. That tells me that the offensive line of Cass City absolutely pushed Marlette backwards, and these running backs took full advantage of it. You know, last year we we all knew the names of Cass City. Uh, they had become household names, and we wondered who was going to be the, the new guys to step in. And now, now what you're seeing is you're seeing an established program, and it is the next man up. And that next man here is Cameron Gutschok. Uh, and, and, hey, look, there's another Perry on the team. I don't know what year of eligibility he is in, but uh, it's always nice to see him. And Bryce Bernald uh, in at quarterback. Um this this Cass City team it's it's just it's a it's a pure program now it they reached levels that they hadn't been to before that district title that had eluded them that emotional regional championship got into a state semifinal now these players have that that taste and they want more of it and they have the experience and they have the coaching staff that can get them there this is a, a dangerous Cass City team uh, you look at that district looks like on the outside, probably headed towards a showdown with Hemlock, and uh, uh, that that should be a dandy of a game. But this Cass City team has has really proven that they were not a one-year wonder last year. This this is this team's legit. I think they're a little sore when we call them uh, co uh, Greater Thumb West champions, but that they're going to have to deal with that, and maybe they'll get their their shot at that bad axe down the road. But uh, hey, it, it, maybe that's what they're using as motivation, and they took it out on uh, poor poor Marlette here. Well, I'm sure Scott Cuthrell will take any motivation that he personally needs for the team, and it looks like they don't need much at all. Cameron Gostrock leads the way, 9 carries, 120 yards, and 4 scores. Alex Perry, 8 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Dustin Nagley, 8 carries, 57 yards. Bryce Fernald, 4 carries, 51 yards, and a score. Noah Zaleski, 3 carries for 26 yards. Didn't attempt a pass on the night except for one two-point conversion, which was good. And here's the crazy part. Cass City's defense, they held Marlette. To tw- that Marlette had 25 carries on the night, rushing the ball for negative 14 yards. Not a single rushing yard for Marlette, and then through the air they had 18 yards. Altogether, Marlette's offense was held to four yards thanks to Cassidy's defense. And that's what Cassidy staked its claim on last year was the defense. And uh, 
when I go back to that USA game, that's what surprised me so much is how USA was able to move the ball so freely against Kansas City. And I, and I think that's what, you know, going back to USA for just a second, what makes USA so deadly? USA moved the ball on this Kansas City defense. And when you look at Kansas City's body of work, nobody's been able to move the ball on them. So I think Kansas City has a great defense. And, and if you're USA, uh, uh, you know you can move the ball against a great defense as well. So, uh, um, you know, kudos to, to this Cass City defense picking up where it left off last year. That's how that's how they're going to win playoffs games with defense like that. They only allowed four completions on 11 attempts, picked off two passes to boot, took one of them to the house. This defense is rolling, and I think they used that USA game as motivation they were unhappy with that performance also you said the same thing uh, about ugly how they gave up so many yards to brown city well i think cass city uh was got their eyes open by how good usa is and they realized that they need to learn from that game happy that they won and they took it out on the poor marlite red raiders cass city ends the regular season at six and zero in overall four and zero in divisional play a six game winning streak marlette finishes the season at uh, six and th- uh, excuse me three and three all together on a three-game losing streak after starting the season 3-0. and Moving on in the greater than west, we have the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers as they traveled around the bay onto the other side to Tawas there. Too bad they don't have that bridge built from Sandpoint over there yet, but uh, they had to play on Thursday thanks in part due to a lack of referees available. So the JV played as well as the varsity in a light mist coming off the bay the entire night. A beautiful night for football. And Zach Kretschmer starts the scoring out for the Lakers with an 11-yard run. The two-point conversion from big man Ethan Wisner makes it 8-0 Lakers, and they did not look back. Despite Tawas scoring a field goal on the ensuing uh, score, ring the bell for the first time this season. And (laughs) been waiting. Just wait. We have more bells in the future. Just wait for it. Logan Collison Russell. With the fouls that up with a 21-yard run, the two-point conversion from Kretschmer is good, making it 16-3 Lakers. Zach Kretschmer with another five-yard run. Ethan Wisner in the second quarter with a one-yard run. Connor McCain with the run makes it 30-3. Then Connor McCain throws a 16-yard pass to Garrett Bowles. The two-point conversion is no good, but it's 36-3 Lakers at the half. They score another eight points in the third quarter with a Zach Kretschmer 43-yard run. The two-point conversion from Ethan Wisner makes it 44-3, a running clock scenario from there forward. And the final score, Lakers 44, Tawas 3 in the final week of the regular season. I've been on record. In here on County, Lakers, player for player, is the most talented team that we feature. When you look at what they have on the line, uh, the, the size that they feature, uh, experienced quarterback, the running backs that they can throw out. They do lack speed, and that, that's one thing that uh, they, they'd like to uh, to fix. But, hey, you know, they have the power and they have the ability to control games. This is exactly what Lakers needed. Uh, coming off a really disappointing loss to, to Bad Axe, an inexplicable loss to Reese. Uh, they needed something to, to uh, gain some momentum, start feeling good about themselves as they go into the playoffs. And 44-3, to there's really not much you can nitpick other than, hey, they, they got a field a goal. field goal. But uh, when, you, when you look at that backfield, really good distribution with, with Kretschmer, Collison, Russell, and Wisner. Uh, we saw up close and personal how, how good Wisner can be if he's rolling what he did against USA. Um, this is a team that th- this, this game came at the right time for a really good team, and they're they're definitely going to be motivated as they go into the playoffs. They get very rarely do you get a chance to make up for a horrible loss 
just a few weeks after it happened, and that's what Lakers has, and now they have momentum. Bad X has no momentum. We'll talk about that later, but uh, this is what Lakers needed. Just with the doctor ordered, man, did they need this, and it was a good get-right game for Lakers. Uh, I, I love the ball distribution, as you mentioned. Eight different, or three different guys with eight plus carries. Uh, we saw a bunch of different guys get in the end zone. Kretschmer, Carlson, Russell, Wisner, McCain threw a touchdown to Bulls. That's what this team needed. Let's get everybody get in the end zone. Everybody's feeling good. Let's get some good feeling going back in this team because when this year started, uh, if I asked you guys to to put down what team you thought would win the West in order. Lakers was in that conversation. They were absolutely in the top three with Cass City and USA. We've certainly felt that any one of those three teams could win. And uh, listen, they've struggled. And turnovers have been an issue. And they've cleaned that up. And that's what's going to take if they're going to win in the playoffs. You cannot make those mistakes. You cannot lose focus. And this team absolutely picked up the pieces, put it together, and they're ready for the playoffs. You know, to me, this is the beauty of what the MHSA did uh, with having everybody in the playoffs. It allowed a team like Lakers to have a couple of hiccups against Reese and against Bad X. It didn't cost them a playoff berth. might have cost them seeding, but they're still in the playoffs. And they still have an opportunity. Now they have an opportunity to make up for one of those losses and and put a run together and get to a district championship. So it, this is an odd year. When you're playing six games and you didn't have a lot of prep, some of those, those games that, that you shouldn't lose, those are going to sneak in. And we've seen that across the state and across the thumb. And I think that may be what happened to Lakers. But uh, like I said, no harm, no foul. They're in the playoffs. And they, they have all the talent to make this make it to a, a district championship. Garrett Bowles had a, the two receptions for 33 yards on the night with one touchdown. Zach Kretschmer leads the rushing attack with 12 carries for 134 yards of the three scores. Logan Carlson-Russell, who I think I'm going to start saying, calling him LCR. Just so you think he has the, like lo- the longest name like in the Greater Thumb Conference. LCR had eight carries and 81 yards and a score. E- Ethan Wisner, eight carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. Connor McCain, the uh, quarterback, two for two for 33 yards and a score. Tawas finishes the regular season at 0-6. Lakers at 4-2 and going into the postseason with that one-game win streak at their t- on their side. Lakers in Division 7, and they will have a rematch coming up, which they will be certainly looking forward to. And we are as well, and it's time for a short break here on The Strong Side, streaming live on YouTube as well as Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at com. Up next, we'll talk about the playoffs. That's right, Jim Moore, the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Left side or right side, you're listening to The Strong Side on Sports Radio 1021, live and worldwide at WLWSports.com, and now also streaming live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for WLW Sports. Hit subscribe, turn on notifications. That way you don't miss a minute of The Strong Side. We've talked about week number nine. You hear the music. That means it's time to make the sausage. No, it's time for <laughs> Seinfeld reference there. I apologize. Uh, it's going back a few years. No, it's uh, time for the playoffs. Let's take a look. Everyone, of course, everyone is in this year with uh, the way COVID is happening. So everyone is in. 
And in Division 7, instead of just four teams in a district, we now have eight teams in a district. And that goes as such in Division 7. Hemlock, Cass City, Sandusky, Bad Axe, Lakers, St. Charles, Reese, and Vassar. That is your Division 7, 1 through 8 seeded based off of the new point scheme. So Hemlock and Cass City are the 1 and 2 seeds. They will be on the opposite sides of the bracket. So here are the, bra- here are, here are the listings. Hemlock hosts Vassar. Bad Axe hosts Lakers. Remember that one. Sandusky at Saint, or Sandusky hosts St. Charles in Cass City hosts Reese. This is your Division 7 matchup here. So, the game of the week coming up on Sports Radio 1021 this Friday as coverage begin at 6 p.m. with kickoff at 6.55 p.m. technically per MHSA. It'll be somewhere in there. But we will be covering the rematch between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Kickoff this Friday, October 30th, Halloween Eve. Oh boy, here we go. And Dave, I do believe the last time we covered a Lakers Bad Axe or Lakers Halloween football game, oh, I remember it this felt one. like the tower was going to turn sideways, perhaps on that one. You're absolutely right. Uh, remember that storm you were in when we were setting up for Harbor Beach? It, was, it felt like that, except for about <laughs> three quarters of the game. Um, yes, it, it certainly felt like it was moving, but uh, nothing, life's full of small challenges. And that year, that was a small challenge compared to what 2020's been. So let's talk about this uh, division here, or district in Division 7 specifically here. So, of course, we have Lakers and Bad Axe, um, a rematch this coming Friday, a game you'll hear on the WLW Sports Network. But there's others. I mean, obviously, we have, what, six local teams here, Vassar, Bad Axe, Lakers, Sandusky, Cassidy, and Reese, comprising of the six of the eight teams here. Paul P. Adams, of course, there's Cassidy and Reese, that two and seven matchup. And even though Reese is a number seven matchup, that's a dangerous team to be a seven seed going into Cass City. Well, they just they took the Greater Thumb East champion right to the wire. Uh, really could have won that game. So they're going to have Cass City's full attention. But this is the uh, M81 rivalry. Um, you don't have to get up if you're Cass City to play Reese. Uh, they didn't play in the regular season. So uh, Cass City will have uh, – they'll be on full alert in this game. But Reese has proven a lot here after a really rough start when they beat Lakers – um, really kind of turned their season around and then playing toe-to-toe with, with Sandusky. So this is a, uh, a tricky little matchup. Cass City should win this game, but uh, don't be surprised if this game is close for at least a half. Dave, I think thinking? we're on a collision. I think we're on a collision course to see Cassidy Sandusky, which I think could be a very quality football game as well. But they're, they're very fortunate that they don't have to run into Hemlock. One of those teams is going to run into them, but it'll be for the district championship. So when in t- speaking of Hemlock there, so you have Hemlock and Vassar and Bad Axe and Lakers on that side of the district. And so you're looking at it, you know, whoever wins that Bad Axe-Lakers games has to go up against Hemlock. Hemlock beat Millington, was it two weeks ago, 12-6 yes. to six or 12 nothing? It was 12-6. to 12-6, to six, a, a very good Hemlock team, a big enough tower. That's all I really care about <laughs> these days. But uh, so, <laughs> so Hemlock uh, will go on and host either Bad Axe or Lakers in that second round. And then, of course, just a collision course between some of our Greater Thumb Conference teams here. So, yeah, we have Cassidy and Reese on the other side. And then, Dave, we were at that last time Cassidy and Reese, or Cassidy and Sandusky faced off in the in the uh, playoffs. And that was, I, I do believe, what, a 7-6 to six was it, win? Was that the 7-0 game seven, at Sandusky? Yes, it was. The, yes. the one score in the final 90 seconds, I do believe, for Sandusky. Yes, it was. Uh, there was a deep pass late in that game. We hadn't seen a pass all game, and didn't Sandusky hit a pass late in the game to win? Yes, That's I exactly. Did. Right. Yeah, That's that was exactly a great it. classic game there. Yeah. But we got to talk about the elephant in the room, the the the, the most tantalizing matchup, the rematch. 
Bad Axe. Yeah, let's Lakers, talk about it. Uh, uh, in that first game, Bad Axe forced five turnovers. Lakers turned over the ball, fumbled the ball five times, and Bad Axe made them pay for every single one of them. They those came at the worst time, and Bad Axe cashed those in. Uh, and that's what I said uh, was so impressive about what Ubley did to that defense. Put 34 on them, a defense that that really led Bad Axe to the win over Lakers. Can Bad Axe duplicate that performance defensively? Because they were good offensively, Bad Axe was. But defensively, that's where it happened. And uh, Lakers, to use uh, Coach Verberg's own words, shot themselves in the foot a couple of times with those turnovers and some untimely penalties. And uh, you, you can't do that against a, a pretty decent opponent. So the recipe was there. Force turnovers, take advantage of them. Can Bad Axe duplicate that effort and get that many turnovers and cash those in again? They proved it once. Now you got to follow it up, and you're going to face a, such a motivated opponent. There's there's no, be nobody more motivated than Lakers to erase what happened on their home field, on homecoming. Bad Axe celebrated a league championship at Lakers. Now Lakers could celebrate a district win at Bad Axe and end Bad Axe's season. I really think this game comes down to how Bad X responds to the loss they had this past week. Uh, devastating loss. The Ugly Bearcats just blew the doors off this game. So how do they recover from that loss? I mean, that, that could be a demoralizing loss or it could be a, oh, wow, we are need to get better or we're going to lose again. So I can't wait to see what the game plan is when they come back and face Lakers. I, I think it's going to be an awesome ball game from beginning to finish. And if that's not enough for you, the winner of all these games has to go on and play a hemlock at some point. And then if you get out of the district, you have to play, oh, just a few teams uh, here called uh, Ithaca, I do believe it's called, and then another team I've never heard of, Puama Westphalia, uh, the back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back state champions in Division 7, going all the way back to uh, when Lakers lost them in the regional final. They've won ever since. You've got Ithaca dropping down from Division 6 to Division 7. You've got a blue blood there that, that... Their state championship runs speak for themselves. You've got a blue blood with Poamo. You've got a powerhouse with Hemlock. Uh, you've got Cass City, who was in the state semifinals just a year ago. This this district, this regional, is absolutely loaded with state caliber teams. I mean, the state champion could easily come out of this region. Yeah, keep in mind, Hemlock has the most technical points earned out of all these teams. So it, there's going to be some very quality football games here and and hopefully it's one of our teams taking on the likes of Ithaca or Puama Westphalia. Moving on to Division 8. These are the the smallest division in 11 player football and we have our local teams here. We have Harbor Beach USA, Marlette, Ubley and Brown City all in this local district. The number 1 seed, the Flint Beecher Bucks with 37 and a half points. The number 2 seed though with Ubley winning on Friday, they secure that number 2 seed. Ubley with 28.5 points. They are the two seed. USA close behind in the three seed, then Harbor Beach at the four seed. Those are your four teams. They'll be hosting a first round game in Division 8. And then there's Saginaw MLS, the Lutherans of Saginaw, Marlette, Brown City, and then Flint New Standard, which is a low standard with six points. Uh, you have your. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Going to get booted off here at some point. Flint Beecher and Flint New Standard uh, face off on uh, Friday in Flint. But then here's a few matchups here. So Saginaw MLS travels to Harbor Beach. On the other side of the bracket, USA hosts Marlette and Ubley hosts Brown City. So Ubley and Brown City definitely know each other. They've played each other in the East many years and many moons now. 
USA and Marlette, they didn't play this year. I think that was the only game that USA they, didn't play. I researched this. They haven't played since 2017. Uh, they've only played seven times overall. USA's won all seven matchups. So this is not a regular matchup. This is uh, kind of a one of those 2020 COVID matchups. We normally probably wouldn't see Marlette against USA in the playoffs, but here we are. Uh, USA is obviously a heavy favorite in the game, no doubt about it. I mean, when you look at this, this district – no disrespect to Flint Beecher, but I'm about to disrespect Flint Beecher. The two best teams in this in this uh, district are USA and Ugly, and they're going to play in the second round. And the winner is going to go to Flint Beecher, and the winner is going to win that district. Uh, that's just how good Ugly and USA are. We got robbed of, of seeing Ugly USA matchup. Uh, usually they they start the season, and we love seeing that that season opener. And uh, we're, we're going to get it. And that's one good thing about the playoffs is we're going to get Ubley and uh, USA to play each other. Winner goes to, to the district championship. And uh, I believe the winner wins the, the district championship. And w- w- when you look at the, the region, uh, there's no reason to think that Ubley or USA can't make a run to the state semifinals. I completely agree, and it's too bad that USA and Ubley and Cass City Sandusky are on a collision course to play on the same weekend. Because I think those are two of two of our best games, our four best teams probably in this area uh, facing off in the second round. And we're probably going to be able to cover one of those games. But I'm really looking forward to an Ubley team that's coming on strong and a USA team that is is in the same boat, just coming on strong. Had to recover from their quarterback getting hurt. And they've sped that process up, looking really good here heading into the playoffs. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll wrap this thing up in our first week of the Strong Side. It's the postseason special. You're listening to Sports Radio 1021. Side or right side, you're listening to the strong side on Sports Radio 1021 live on YouTube. We're down to our final minutes here. Let's talk about some eight player football. Not everyone's in the playoffs, they're still down to their few teams here. And we have uh, a few teams here in Division One of eight player football. This is a larger section Morris at hosting Kingston, Deckerville at Merrill, Mayville hosts Genesee, and Flint International at Adrian Lenaway Christian. Uh, Deckerville going to be uh, have their hands full against Merrill, their first first year down at eight-player football. Yeah, Mer- Merrill got off to a really nice start, uh, suffered a loss against Portland St. Patrick, and obviously the fourth seed, so they suffered another loss. But Merrill's, Merrill's a tough team. This is, overall, this is a tough, tough uh, region. Your state champion could come out of this region. Absolutely. Absolutely, and you got to look at Morris. I mean, they've been just on fire right from the get-go. Uh, be interested to see if Mayville can be the team that escapes the other side and, and meets Morris or not. And Mayville has had a pretty nice season themselves. In the second division, this is the smaller division, it's uh, the closest thing to a clean path or at least a doable path for the North Huron Warriors. They are the number one seed in their district, and they're going to go host the Augury Sims. This game, you thinking it's on Saturday, you said. It's not confirmed yet, but talk to Coach Chad Knoblock and leaning towards uh, Saturday at possibly 5 p.m., but that has not been confirmed at this moment. So we'll have those details as we progress here. And then Peck is hosting Ashley, Bay City All Saints hosting Carsonville Port Sanilac, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart 
uh, hosting the Akron Fairgrove Vikings. So, Dave Hanson, what are your thoughts here? I absolutely love the North Carolina Warriors. They're in a great spot here to go ahead and, and take down this bracket. And uh, then we could take a look at the other side. And there's a couple of household names there that I think they may run into, uh, starting with Portland St. Patrick. Yeah, North Herons beat almost every team in their, their region. Uh, heavy, heavy favorite. Only had two home games throughout the regular season. Guaranteed three home games if they keep winning. So uh, I, I think North Heron's going to make a little history and win a regional on its home field. That's a special season for the Warriors. Well, we're down to our final moments here of the strong side. And thank you to everyone who listened here tonight. The game of the week here uh, will be this Friday. The Lakers on the road at the Bad Axe Hatchets in quite the rematch between two Greyertham West foes just two played two weeks ago in Bad Axe 1 on the road. We'll see if the Lakers can return the favor or if the Bad Axe Hatchets can remain hot for the next few weeks. Left side or right side, you're listening to The Strong Side. It was being brought to you by our lovely sponsors. Go to WLWSports.com. You can see them there. Also, watch the replay anytime you'd like. Go to YouTube and just search, search for WLW Sports. On behalf of Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, I'm Clark Ramsey. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.